This is K. This is B. Welcome, Welcome to, to Can, Can We Be, Be Real. Real. Can We Be Real podcast is an open and honest conversation about everything that we encounter in our daily lives. Join K and B, two childhood best friends with a journey and a story to tell. We're going to talk about real life issues within society, such as mental health, spirituality, relationships, and more. While staying up to date with the latest trending topics, while keeping it live and entertaining. In each episode, we will innovatively and creatively merge our spiritual, personal, and career journeys to motivate listeners to do what they're called to do. So join us every other Tuesday, starting on July 21st. And make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram at Can We Be Real Podcast, Twitter at Can We Be Real KB. And if you are interested in being a guest, please email us at canwebearealpodcast1 at gmail.com. Yo, B, you know what I really, like, don't like, don't care for? What? It's, like, real preachy preachers. You preachy, need, preachy. Like, you mean, know bro? when the preachers is just, like, now, I don't got no no disrespect to the Bible. You know, I believe yeah. it. I believe in God. I believe we in Jesus. God all the time. Yeah, for Jesus, sure. Jesus, everything, like. Like, but I don't, like, I don't really like when, like, people read write out the Bible and they just want to hammer me with things and what brought it up was like B was watching this Instagram video uh, and this preacher was speaking and it literally I wasn't watching the video or nothing but it like his voice brought me back to like when I was like 8 or 9 or 10 and just like hearing a preacher preaching and just being like dang like why is he just preaching why is he just talking to us like this without relating it practically yeah like to real life issues to real life things that we're going through that people are going through and not saying that the bible doesn't relate to those issues but me being young-minded and a lot of people not knowing or not reading the bible or not understanding the bible really they need to hear that in a practical sense they need to correlate like relate it back to exactly exactly like day-to-day issues you know what i'm saying like real stuff that we're we're dealing with and i think I mean, that's, I think that's interesting because I, I don't think it's a bad thing per se because yeah. just like we all have a learning method, mm-hmm. like, you know, like some people are visual learners, right. you know, some people learn better by just listening, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or some people learn by actively doing it, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, don't tell me, don't just, just show me, I'm going to actually physically start doing it and yeah. I'm going to get into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. And so like, I think it's kind of like the same way. Like we all have our preferences. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that or whatever, but I think it is important as a preacher to have a way where you are engaging with the crowd For you know sure. what i'm saying like with the audience or you know with the people coming to church like we need to be able to take something back home and it's not just scriptural like we can all go yeah. and read it For sure. you know what i'm saying like if you yeah. like imagine you going to school and the, the uh professor just reading straight from the book so, yeah I, i'm going home yeah i can like, go read it we can read the book I, I at, the ho- read it. at the house that's why i'm here exactly <laughs> like, so you, you know can what teach saying? it to me so you can teach it to me you know and you know granted we're all supposed to be reading our bible daily anyway for sure but you know if you you know as as going to church and stuff i feel like like you said like you should be able to break it down to where yeah i i can See where in the Bible it correlates with what's going on right now. Yeah. Because the Bible, when you read the Bible, the Bible is uh, um, written in a lot of parables. Yeah. So it's not like direct. Yeah. Like you have to meditate on it. You have to sit For on sure. it and really like ponder on yeah. 
what Jesus meant when he said this or what yeah. God meant when he did this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you're not really breaking it down to me and, you know, correlating it back to to something now, then I'm gonna be I'm gonna still be lost. It's still just gonna seem like just Bible. You know right. what I'm saying? And nowadays they have a lot of like I was on Instagram and I was scrolling and I think I'm gonna end up purchasing one. They have like these Bible study guides yeah. where it's like you can purchase the Bible guide and it kind of walks you through mm-hmm. each and every chapter. And it walks you through like what this chapter was for, or what this was intended for, or whatever the case may be. And I think that's good for today's society because a lot of us may read our Bibles, but does not mean that we understand what we're reading. What we're reading. Just like school. Like just you like, just, you just so I think those yeah. study guides are definitely necessary and also when you listen to sermons, when you listen to people speak, or listen you, to podcasts, or exactly, like you that, get like. to hear, um, kind of what their kind of take on it, yeah. their take their on perspective that perspective on their that pers- that specific situation in exactly. the Bible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, that kind of helps expand your brain a lot. You know, you, so you get to understand like why, you know, the certain things happen. So. I definitely, you know, to get back on the preachy preachy, I don't mean any disrespect. Oh yeah. But that's just like B was saying, that's just my my learning method. Yeah. That's just how I I would like to hear uh practicality as well as, you know, you touch on the Bible. To touch on the other spectrum, I don't want to hear a motivational speaker. Right. Cuz that's totally two different things. Yeah. It was all totally two different things. You know, motivational speaker is not going to tie it to scriptural exactly you know what i'm saying so it's like an in-between you exactly. know what i'm saying like give me the real life stuff but back it up with the word yeah i don't want to just hear you you give diagrams you just, just experience and, the whole time and again i'm you know i'm not going to say this particular church but i went to a, a particular church a couple times and i gave it a couple chances and i felt like it was more of like in in no dick because it, it was a big church uh in atlanta so it's no, it's no dig to them because they're doing, they're successful in what they right, do, right, yeah. but it's just not my type of preacher, you yeah. know, and it's not my type of what I, what I learned best in. I felt like I was in a classroom just listening to a motivational speaker and yeah. that's not what I want to hear. I need to hear you not only give me that, that motivational practical sense, but I also need to see you refer to Hebrews, refer to Psalms, refer to your references. Yeah. Because a lot of motivational speakers, your references are based on your experiences. Yeah, exactly. But is that concrete enough Yeah. for me to say like, oh, well, let me apply that to my life. Exactly. Even though, yes, it did work for you, but the Bible for me is like something that's worked time and time and time and time and time and time again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Plus the preacher giving their experience. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? They're not solely giving the experience because it's not solely on them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But that's interesting. Like when you going back to like when you were talking about the Bible study thing, yeah. like I think what's interesting is a lot of us haven't oh well, I'm gonna be real, but I know I personally haven't ever been taught how to like study the word. It was For always sure. just like read your Bible. For sure. You know you're supposed to be in your word daily. Exactly. You know, but like I don't think any of us has really been taught. Cause I'm kind of the same way. Like I've really been trying to be intentional about right. getting in the word because I know that I'm, sure. I'm supposed to, or that I should. And I would like to, you know, learn the word more because I believe that the more that you read the word, the more you get to know about God, For sure. the more you love him, the more you appreciate him, the more you're, you're um, more self-aware too of like the yeah. things that happen around you. Because a lot of the stuff in the scripture are stuff that, like you say, like they're practical things that we're dealing with yep. today and that we can use back. You know, the Bible is like, it's a, it's a guide. 
to our life. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people be like, you know, for I need sure. a guide to how to raise kids or a guide. Like, really, the Bible gives you all of those things depending on how you look at it. Yep. It's all about the perspective and how you relate it to your situation today. But I know I have never been actually taught that. And, like, I've recently, like, downloaded this app. It's, uh, it's called Bible Study, actually. Yeah. And it's an olive, uh, olive tree Bible study app or whatever. And they actually have different um, plans. And they're free. They have, of course, costly ones. You know, every app has the ones where you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But they have free ones. And it'll be, like, a five-day reading plan, a 10-day reading plan, a 30-day reading plan, a 90-day reading plan. There's different ones, but... They yeah. have a plan for you to read them. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of like what I've been using. And, they, and then they have different topics too. Yeah. You know, so like the one that I started reading was like, um, how to grow your faith. Yeah. And so it's like a five day plan. So there's a different scripture every day. Mm-hmm. And some days will be like two or three scriptures. And yeah. it'll be, it'll be a chapter. It won't be like a couple verses. It'll be like a chapter. Yeah. So it helped me get my word in and yeah. I'll like actually sit down and meditate on it and really try to, you know, uh, regurgitate what I'm reading or what I'm yeah. learning. You know what I'm saying? Try to apply it to today. You know what I'm saying? For and sure. try to try to have the Holy Spirit lead me into what to learn or what to grasp from that. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Because it's 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 always good to get like other people's perspective and other people's takes and preachers and stuff like that. But sometimes I want to sit back and see like what can I get from that? Like exactly. what's going on in my life, in my head, in my world that I can draw from what I'm reading right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's been something I've been working on, but I definitely think it's a good idea to, if you don't know how, which a lot of us probably don't, you know, don't know how to study or read your word because it's going to be hard because let's be real, like reading the Bible itself, like when I get the physical copy, it's boring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Like it's just boring because you're not, you don't really see like, you know, the practicalness in it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And to touch on that a little bit, yeah. so back to the Bible study that I seen and I just looked it up. Yeah. And it's it's like a book and you get an old testament version, you get a new testament mm-hmm. version. So that is your quote unquote Bible, because it has right, the, right. it has the verses in the there. Verses you know in what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So um and again, this costs money and I haven't ordered one for myself yet, but I do plan on um right. it looks to be like thirty dollars. But one thing that stuck out to me was, you know, it's about you know, not being confused yeah. about your, you know, about what you're reading. And I think right. that's important for me because whenever I get confused about something, this was even in school, I would just stop reading. <laughs> I'll be like, no, this ain't, it don't make no sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I would, you know, eventually come back to it. Cause you know what I mean? But it's just like, I want something that I feel like relates to me in, in this book has, um, different like worksheets and, you know, kind of what you took from the sermon. So it's just like it has writing sections in it yeah. to, you know, so you can say what you took from the sermon, yeah. um, what you apply to your regular life, right. all of these different things. So um, I definitely think that's something that I will definitely, you know, get into. And yeah, I reading think, the Bible is it's a process. Oh, for sure. It takes time. Like it's not something that you 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 just get equipped with immediately. You know, what I mean, some people yeah. are probably gifted with it, of course. Yes, yeah. But like. You know, maybe like for the natural human being, like it's gonna take you some time, and it's gonna take you take you being intentional, and you know actually working towards it. It's something that you have to daily commit to. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying, or just commit to in general. Like if you're gonna do it for five minutes a day, but you know what they say, what it takes thirty days to build a habit or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. So if you keep at it, you'll get to that point where like it becomes natural. You know yeah. what I'm saying, and you'll be able to draw those different. 
perspectives and stuff in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's always good. I think another good thing is like having an accountability partner. And that's with everything. Well, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like even when you go to work out or even when you just anything that you feel like you have to accomplish, you know, having that person that can be like, oh, did you do that today? Yeah. You know, did you do that today? Or oh, let's do it together, sure. you know, type thing or whatever. So it's good to be, you know, if, if uh, maybe one person or two people or if you want to make it a group or whatever to get people involved and encourage each other to do that. You know what I mean? Maybe find something that you want to read and then get all takes on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Shout out to my accountability partner. <laughs> she knows who she is. I'm dead. Because, like, yeah, for me, like, I have a Bible study that I attend to we're doing online because covid and everything or whatever yeah, yeah. we're doing it like through uh the zoom app yeah you know, every tuesday we do a um a bible study yeah and um we, we go by chapters so like a different person teaches the chapter each week mm-hmm. and you know you're uh you know being the person that you that you're teaching it you're gonna go and do your research read it yeah, thoroughly sure. dissect it meditate on it do all that whatever for sure. and bring your perspective to the plate but it's good because it'd be it's i think it started off maybe like five or six maybe seven of us in it and then like it started to grow a little bit but it just depends from week to week because you know yeah. we busy but like it's good because we literally give all our different takes on it and somebody will say like dang i didn't even look at it like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and somebody else will say like dang i didn't even, you know and it's like you're getting all these from one chapter you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying imagine the entire bible you know what i'm saying i think a lot of people get so fixated on the idea of this is what it is, and this is all it is. Yeah. Like, no, it's not like that. It's like, this is what it is, and, oh, that's what you got from it? Oh, that's what you got from it? Oh, that's yeah. what you got from it? Oh, that's mm-hmm. what you learned from it? All from one chapter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go and you listen to even sermons or preachers or whatever, like, a lot of, they'll preach from the same chapter in a different, at a different time period. Mm-hmm. Because what you may read today may, may hit you in a different way later. You know what I'm saying? You're going to read something now, and later on when you read it, it may not mean the same thing to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that it's important to keep to be open-minded when you're reading the Bible because, For like sure. you said, like the Bible, to me, is confusing. The whole thing is confusing mm-hmm. because it's almost never when Jesus is just direct. Yeah. Like, he talks in the, the most confusing way at all mm-hmm. like i would i would be so confused walking with him i could i can imagine why the disciples were so confused when they were walking with him. Mm-hmm. like he would talk in these foreign ways and we'd be like what like that don't even make no sense like mm-hmm. you know so it's definitely important to have that that kind of really part that's going to help you dissect but or have a uh a, a pastor is something that you're you know looking into to help you dissect a certain uh book or chapter or just taking the time out to do it yourself and taking note you know like sometimes like for me i have to go verse by verse mm-hmm. you know i'll for look sure. at a couple verses and really sit down and be like okay what does that mean like yeah. what does that mean to me and then sometimes i'll, I'll google like and, and it takes research like that's why i read the bible takes time like for me i can't read two three chapters in one day you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, sure I'll have to read one. Sometimes I barely can get to the one, but mm-hmm. one where I can really sit down and dissect each verse and see what each means because, you know, depending on the the um, the um version that you're reading, it's going to also depend on, you know, the different word use that they're using. For sure, yeah. You know, and so sometimes, mm-hmm. like, when I read, like, King James, I may have to look it up and oh. be like, you know, what is this word? You know, what's the meaning? Because a lot of times when Jesus is talking in parables, there are a lot of meanings in the Greek language compared to, you know, the English language. And so sometimes it's, it's good and beneficial to look, don't dissect those individual words and Google them or look them up or whatever and see what does that mean. And that could help you correlate to what the verse is actually saying, which could then for us help you correlate with what that whole chapter 
is yeah. actually saying. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's a process. It takes time. You have to make time for it because it's def- it definitely time consuming. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that you want to rush at all because you don't know what you could get from it. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to you don't want to rush it and and lose what you could what you could get from it. So I think that's 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 a huge thing for me. No, for sure. And I think um, that kind of brings us into my next topic is why do why do people stray from reading their Bible or going to church other than the fact that it's it's difficult to read or it's difficult to boring. understand? It's boring. Uh, it's, yeah. it's boring. boring. Um, like, I feel like I don't know. I would say the only thing I can say is the reason why I strayed from church other than, you know, the the reason that I told in faith journey or never would have made it um, is that I feel like it was a stigma around church at that time. Back when I was, this was probably, yeah, 10 through 15. 10 through 15. It was a stigma around church that it was just like, everybody has to be, uppity holier than thou sanctified sanctified. like we we can't do anything like this out of out of the way like you know what i mean it was just very straight Straight. lines you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i and i don't think i like the 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 concept of that at all Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it kind of made me feel like i was in a box yeah and god wouldn't accept me for anything outside of the box that's good you know what i mean and it was just like Hey, if you wasn't in this box, you won't be accepted by God. Right. And whenever I would stray from out, I would stray outside of the box. I'd be like, dang, well, I can't go back to church now because, you know, from what people tell me or from what I feel, God won't accept me like this. Right. God won't accept me with all of these things that I've done that I've sinned against him. Right. He won't accept me right. until... And and to stay there, I want to stay there for a minute, but yeah. I want to finish the sentence until I got older and I realized that that wasn't the case at all. Right. And I and I think and I'm not sure if that's what's going on in this generation, but I know in my generation it was kind of like it was just overall stigma on church and you know as a child it felt like oh you got to be straight line you can't make any mistakes. It was so religious. Yeah, you can't make any mistakes and. I don't think that's what's going on in today's world. I think today's world is much, if you're growing up in today's world, it's much more open. I mean, by growing up, I mean, if you're like 15, 16 right now, then it's a little bit more open. I feel like it's a little bit more accepting. More diverse. More diverse. I feel like, of course, there's still those churches that, you know, still have that same stigma around them. But I think it's way more open than it was when I was growing up. It was like they weren't accepting of all people. You know what I mean? You couldn't, you know, you couldn't you do certain. Look a certain way. You gotta look a certain. You gotta a be dressed way. a certain way. Right. You know, and I and I think going into college is just like with just the related to when I was 13, 14, 15, I used to have on a dress. I used to have on a skirt. I used to have on stockings. I used to have on heels. It used to be like it was a it was a routine. It was a ritual. It was a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a day where we woke up and. We, you know what I mean? We got dressed in it. We, we put on stockings. Like, it was like a whole routine. And like going to college and like waking up now is just like, if I do decide that I want to leave my bed when I could just watch Michael Todd and Stephen Furtick on the TV. Right. If I did want to leave it, 
I can literally leave in some jeans and a and a t-shirt and be welcome. And be fine. And be fine. And every and I won't be the only one in there that's dressed like that either. Mm-hmm. It will be multiple people. Like when I talk about the church I went to in Atlanta that I visited to a couple times, it was a youthful church. So their pastor was like, he couldn't be any older than 35. He was like, he was super young. He was, you know what I mean? He had on jeans. He had on sometimes he would dress up, of course, but like him and his wife would be you know what I mean? Pretty casual. Yeah. And everybody in there would be pretty casual as well. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, this might be the church for me because I feel like that's one of the things that if you can welcome me, because first of all, you really, the leader sets the tone. Exactly. They don't do it by themselves, but if he's doing it, then it's going to set the tone. And that's exactly. a lot of times if you, if you can, if you can, you can really tell how the whole church is going to be by the leader. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I feel like, to be judged when you walk into church, like the church, like you're not God. This preacher, you're not God. People forget that. You this this uh congregation, you're not God. So you can't tell me how I can walk in here dress. I can walk in here with what I got on right now, and I know you guys can't see what I got on right now, but I can walk in here just like this, and I should be able to be accepted right. because I'm God's child. And people people mistake that, and people like they want to get all judgy. People get really judgy. I feel like a lot of church people, whether they want to admit it or not, are like super, super religious, super churchy, super judgy people overall. And it's just like, it's it's just like, don't judge me, judge yourself. I say that all the time to my brother. I'm just like, don't judge me, judge yourself. Because it's just like, if you're putting that judgment on me, if you're telling me how I should dress, you're telling me how I should act, you're telling me how I should talk. Like, first of all, how does that benefit you, one? And is that what is that godly of you to do? That's why I, I think I think I think one quote, I, think, I don't know if it was a quote or a tweet or something. I think somebody had said something on the lines of what you like judge or say to somebody else or whatever is a reflection of who you are. Exactly. So it's like yeah, you're saying it out loud to me, but you really have a heart issue. Like, it's something going on deeper inside. Yeah, exactly. And you had to get it out and put it on somebody else. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely relate to that. Like, I remember when I stopped going to church, and I was stopped going to church for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with everything that you already said, you know, like with the being judgmental and... um just not being welcoming. Yeah. And um just the whole religious feel. Yeah. I went to a, a predominantly white Baptist church. So mm-hmm. you can already just go ahead and visualize it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Like Southern. Yeah. You know, um racist without racist, without saying the word racist. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like they never spoke on racism, but you could feel it in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't it wasn't as welcoming and it wasn't as diverse. Um, both uh, racially and um, demographically mm-hmm. and um, culturally and um, age, gender, like all of that, like all of that, like wasn't as diverse. Like you didn't have like young and old and, you know, white and black and, you yeah. know, Asian. And it, like it wasn't it wasn't really diverse and it wasn't a super big church, but yeah. it was it was a nice size. It was a nice size church. Or whatever. Um, it wasn't small at all. Um, and so I think what strayed me, like you said, like we're the people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because your first 
representation. Like if you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus, or if you know him, but you know, you're trying to get to know him more or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever circumstance situation that you're in at the moment, like your first representation of him is his people. Exactly. Your first representation of him is the church. And the church not being the building, the church being the people. Because yeah. the Bible references that a lot is the church is the people. He's coming yeah. back for his bride. He's coming back for his church. Mm-hmm. The church is the people. It's not the building at all. But your first representation of Jesus is his people. So when you meet his people and they come off rude or judgmental or anti this or religious this or and put you in a box and categorize you or try to dress you up and make you something that you're not and all this stuff, it gives you a false image of who God really is. Exactly. You know, and that's why it takes you reading the Bible and figuring out yourself who God yeah. is and what he expects. You know what I'm saying? And not somebody forcing you or pressuring you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times it's, it's the delivery. You know, yeah. it's not what they say, but it's how they say it. Like, you know, um, or maybe how they look or body language or whatever mm-hmm. it is that just seems really dismissive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I had a lot of, I had a, I had, I had a couple, I had a, like a couple friends that were in church. Like they were like my good best friends too. And we felt they, they were, they were, they were my representations of, of church. They were not only representations. I had been in church for a while, but they turned me off because they were just so closed minded and they were so judgmental. Yeah. You know, and when it came to a time where I was going through some things, they weren't supportive at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They weren't, they not only weren't, they weren't supportive, but they weren't what you would say Christian-like or mm-hmm. godly-like or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they were just really judgmental. They involved themselves in gossip about me and my situation. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, the church has issues too. But you have to be real enough to, to to know what your issues are and then address them, acknowledge them, but then work on them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the, the Bible says we're supposed to be in this world, but not of this world. So if yeah. you're doing the same thing the world is doing, then of course I'm going to get turned off. And yeah. you make and you tell me I got to be this, 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 this. It's already too much work. Mm-hmm. I got to do all this before I can come to church. Yeah. You got all these rules. You got all these regulations of yeah. what I got to be, what I got to look like, what I got to wear, how I got to talk. What time I gotta get there? Like, come on now, like that's a lot to do yeah. for somebody who who don't believe in him or yeah. who don't know him enough to yeah. to really want to do those things. You know what I'm saying? Now it just seems forced, and it's not a yeah. desire no more. It's not something that they want to do. It's something that they feel like they have to do, or else. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like you don't have to change before you. you God is the one who does the change. Yeah. You don't have to change before you come to Him because if you could change before you. Before you came to him, you would have already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need him in order to change. So, like, this whole idea, this whole concept of you got to be this before that, that's cancel that. Cancel that. Cancel oh, that's sure. dead. That's dead. That's not real at all. That's real. That's false. That's false. And that's why I always say, like, religious and, like, spiritual or whatever, it's, it's not the same thing. And that's why sometimes it's hard to, to identify yourself as a Christian because people have these connotations of what Christianity is, and so they get immediately turned off by it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, don't let it's hard, but don't let people, you know, deter you from God. Cause at the end of the day, that's that's who you're there for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the church, all churches at the end of the day are gonna have their problems and their issues. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every church is gonna have something that you're not gonna like or you're gonna be turned off by. 
know what I'm saying? So it's really hard to to just to just um to just ignore all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you definitely want to be at a church that where you do feel comfortable, you definitely feel welcome, you feel invited, you feel inclusive, you know, you don't feel like yeah. you're left out or there's all these um divides or groups or right. you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like so you do want to look for those things, but just be aware too that, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, no human is perfect. So no no uh church is gonna be perfect. So it's definitely not gonna be something that where you just find like the perfect church or whatever. Because at the end of the day, if if you're going for the perfect church, as soon as you get there, it's not perfect anymore because you're imperfect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, there's going to be something, you know. So, it's, it's like I said, it's hard, but, you know, try not to let people get in the way of your blessing. You know, don't let people get in the way of, you know, the truth and the word, which is essentially what you came there for. Because at the end of the day, the preacher is doing his job. You're going to receive that word and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna touch right. you. It's gonna it's gonna give you a revelation, or it's gonna do whatever that is it's meant for it to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, but as you touch on it right there, you talk about the preacher, the pastor. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times, um, and I don't know if this is just an accounting phrase, but it's about the tone at the top. Yeah. And if the tone of the person at the top is not right. At, but it probably means it's going to go down to the people in the church. It's going to go down to the right. congregation yeah. and the people who are attending them. You know what I mean? So I would say, as you said, don't don't let people, and that means any people. Any people, anybody. Any people. That means the preacher down to the ushers, down to the deacons, to the, deacons the, the congregation. Don't let anybody get in the way of your faith journey and yeah. what you're trying to learn. And I know that's very... That's very difficult to do because I know sometimes that will really deteriorate you and that really have you feeling like you're not worthy or you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it, but I think you do deserve it. You do deserve to have your own relationship with Christ. Everybody has a journey. And I think that's what a lot of church people forget. Like once they once they do become saved, then it's like, oh I'm not that anymore. So I'm better than that. Oh, I'm above that. It's above me now. Oh well, I'm not dealing with that no more. But like, don't forget. Like, yeah, we don't like to dwell on our past. We don't like to stay there. But don't forget who you once were. Who you once were. Without him. And then a lot of people a lot of people do that for sure. A lot of people forget, you know, how they was like. And we're going to talk about the older people right now. We're going to talk about the those four, those 40 or 50 or 60 years it's old. It's going to be the old heads. They forget how they was when they was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Or when they was 19 or before any time before they met Christ. Right. Before they be, had their own relationship with Christ, they forget where they were. And they like to talk about and gossip and do all of this mm-hmm. about whatever. But it's like, gossip, it's nowhere in the Bible, I'm sure, that talks about gossiping about your neighbor. And talking about who, talking about what that what that girl had on coming into church or who she slept with or you know, any of that. And I've seen that personally in church. Mm-hmm. I've seen people in church literally talk about the person who just came in the door. Yeah. Sitting in the church. Right. It's just like, where in the Bible is that? And that's not to say that I haven't indulged in these things as well. Now, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not a I'm not perfect at all. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? But that's not saying that it's it's right. That's okay. not saying that yeah. you know what I mean? We all need to learn from those particular experiences and know that that's not Christ like. We don't need to check ourselves. Yeah, you have to check yourself at the door and you have to be self-aware of things that you're doing that 
are not Christ-like in that Christ, you sitting in the church doing this, that, and the third when you know that that is not what Christ would do to you or, or do or anybody you would want somebody to do to you if you were new in church and you were trying to have a relationship with God. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I think another thing that we all have to realize is that everybody has their revelation. Everybody comes to Christ at their time. Yeah. There's no age. There's no time period. Yeah. There's no such thing as get saved today or you're going to hell. Like, that's yeah. not a thing. Yes, yes, you should be, you know, be trying to 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 get people to come to know him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But everything happens on their time. You know what I'm saying? Like they probably haven't had their revelation yet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their revelation. 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 Revelation at their own time. Yeah. Like everybody comes to that conclusion at their, their own, own time. time. So everybody gotta go through their own things to see first. Some people may. Some people may learn the first time they go through something. Some people may learn the tenth time they go through something. Regardless, they all came to Christ. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Some people, it, it, it comes to the to the brink of death before they realize something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like True. at the end of the day, as long as they get there, all you're supposed to do as a church or as a supportive, you know, friend or whatever it is, you're just supposed to be praying for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be continue to be that example for them. You're supposed to continue to be that light for them. So that way they do have somebody to come to when it's time when it's time and they do want to ask questions or they want to confide in you or want to talk about the spirituality. You want to make them comfortable because you are their first. Because more than likely, if you are going through something and you're in the church and you're first getting into the church, you first getting the group of things, you're not going to talk to the pastor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to go talk to the elderly. You know what I'm saying? Or the, mm-hmm. or the elders in the church because you, may, you might you want to talk to somebody who's close in your age range. Somebody who's going to understand. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why it's important that the important important who you surround yourself by and who you have there as your 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 um your support system. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones who's gonna essentially guide you there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not gonna be the one to change you, but they'll be the one to help you up. Exactly. And help you through that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's important. It's important to have that, but it's also important to be that once you get there. Oh, and that's sure. what a lot of church people forget is like once they have once they had that person to get them to Christ, then they forget that they need to be that same crutch to somebody else. Oh, absolutely. Like just like somebody didn't give up on you until you got saved, you need to be that person that don't give up on them. Yeah, they may be doing all this stuff that you 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 don't agree with or you disagree with or yeah. you know it says we're not supposed to do, but they're going through their process. They're healing. You're supposed to love on them, show them grace, show them mercy, show them forgiveness. Let them know they have somebody there. You need to be the one to reach your hand down and pick them and up. And pick them up. Yeah, like Don't somebody, bring them down too. Like somebody reached their hand down and picked, picked you up. up. Not leave them there or yeah. be like, oh, I told you so. Like, that's not the time or the place to be doing that. Yeah. At all. At you know all. what I'm saying? Like, once they, once y'all both, you know, had y'all revelation or whatever and y'all reflect on the past, now that's a different situation. But right when they're down, don't kick them down even more. Yeah. That's not beneficial at all. And God's looking at you too. Like at the end of the day, like sometimes we do all these things and we feel like, oh, nobody's watching or whatever. Don't forget God's always watching. For sure. God sees everything and knows everything. He's omnipotent and omniscient. He's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Mm -hmm. He can do that. He has that power. You know what I'm saying? So don't forget that. Don't forget that at all. For sure. I completely agree. And I think another thing is why people are straying away from the church or have strayed away from the churches. A lot of churches are 
um, not based on, but um, are starting to get too engulfed in the monetary, the monetary, like, what they need monetarily, gotcha. if that makes sense. No, I, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's what turns me off from a lot of churches is just like, I know churches need money to to make things happen. I'm not, I'm not, not aware of that. Um, I think for me, it's just, you know, and I'm not going to say any particular names because I haven't seen the church of recent time, you know, feel like this for me. But I think of the past, like growing up, like I said, it was like a, a common thing where you just felt like, dang, like he doing all this for money or he, he got private jets and, and, and planes and, and 57 cars and a big mansion on the hill. It's just like, and I guess at the end of the day, looking back on it now, and I literally just came to this uh, revelation just then, at the end of the day, that's going to come back to them, with their, how they're not serving God, and they're doing all of this with money that the church literally gave to the church to be useful to other people that they're taking for themselves. It's going to come back to them overall. It's going to come back to those people who are who are taking that money for their own personal reasons and not helping out the the less fortunate with that money, not giving it to people. Like I know Michael Todd, like he takes a lot of his money and gives it to, you know, families and he buys cars for, you know, single mothers and he's, you know, he's giving back. And I know Stephen Furtick does the exact same thing where he's built facilities and he's built centers and he's had food drives and all type of things where they're using that money for good in the community. And not saying that that money, because I know, you know, at certain churches where that money is used to, because at the end of the day, preachers like Michael Todd and Stephen Furtick, preaching is a full-time job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so they take that money and then live, you know, the way they need to live. And they also have book deals and sponsorships and all type of things where they take that and they, they live with it. I'm more speaking about the preachers who I've known. And again, I'm not going to say any names, but I think. The preachers that we've known in Atlanta where they just, they're literally, you can tell that they're taking money just for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. They're not giving back to those communities the way that Furtick and, and Michael Todd are. They're not, they're not doing those things because you would see it being done. Because right. we're, we're from Atlanta, so we would see it being done in right. our community. Yeah. And, and that's not what they're doing with it. They're, they're doing all of these different things. So I think that's what turned me off from the church when I was younger as well, is just seeing those those situations and mean like, well, well, dang, like, is church, what is the church really, really for? Like, when I tithe and offering, am I, am I supporting the church? Am I supporting my community? Again, I'm supporting myself because tithe, you know, I'm tithe offering, but it's just like, am I supporting a person who is not God-like, is not doing the correct things with the money that tithe and offering is supposed to be used for? Because I know at a church when I was back in Columbus, I know when we tithe the offering, like that was literally the money to pay, you know, basically pay for. And I didn't learn this till I was younger, where like preachers are are paid, you know what I mean, through through that type of money. And yeah. I didn't know that till I was like probably 16, 17, yeah. where I was like, dang, like I didn't know that, <laughs> right. you know what I mean. So um, I definitely think that's useful, but I definitely think, you know. We need to be using that that money for more good than we are for our personal benefit. I yeah. think. And just like you said, like at the very beginning, like at the end of the day, anything that you give 
financially is it's a hard thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's automatically a hard thing. And I think, you know, and that's why and that's why like for me, like I try to think of it like in the sense of like I'm giving my money to God, not the church. And the church is the people. Yeah. So I'm not giving my money to a building, I'm not giving my money to a person, I'm giving my money to God. So as long as my heart is right, yeah, and I'm giving what you know yeah. God told me to give, mm-hmm. I'm giving my tithe, or I'm giving above my tithe and giving giving an offering, then I know my heart's in the right place. My blessing's gonna come regardless of what you do with it or right. without it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's a heart check on both things. Yeah, what they're doing is wrong completely. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. And you don't wanna be supporting somebody that's doing that, especially if you know they're doing that. You know, if you're For not sure. aware, then that's different. If they're hiding it or whatever, that's different. You know, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's a hard check. You got to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. For sure. You know what I'm saying? It's just like something simple like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm not giving money to the homeless or whatever, or this specific homeless person because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what they're going to do with it. It, it doesn't matter what they're going to do with it. Yeah. It's what God's going to do through to for you through that, yeah. through blessing them. For, yeah. You know, it's just because it's just you're honoring God. Yeah. You're just doing what he told you to do. Yeah. You know, you're giving it to that person from your heart, from yeah. from the bottom of your heart, from just through kindness, through compassion, through just being generous, whatever you're giving it to them. And whatever they do with it is what they choose to do with it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know that your heart was in the right place. Yeah. You know, just the same thing on the flip side. If you're doing it for the wrong, because you feel like you have to, or somebody told you to, somebody forced you to. Yeah. You know, it's it's a hard thing. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Because even the Bible talk even uh the Bible talks about between Cain and Abel when they both gave their sacrifices mm-hmm. and he took one and he left the other. Yeah. You know, so it's all about that as well too, you know, so Yeah, for sure. And I think more of what I'm talking about is say I'm going to a church, right? And yeah. I'm and I'm attending this church and I'm and I'm listening to this preacher and I'm and I'm getting the word from this yeah. this preacher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because and he says that he he has this relationship with God, which maybe he does, maybe he does. Right. you know what I mean. Who knows? Right. Um. And I'm and I'm trusting in him because at the end of the day, you entrust, you put some type of trust into the person yeah, that's yeah, talking yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think for me, it's just like if I if I do find out whether and I get the whole time offering you you tie from your heart. Yeah. Not to see what anybody else is going to do with you. Right. But at the end of the day, if it came out a story. That Michael Todd was taking money and and doing his like you yeah, you yeah. entrusted this yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. put so much faith in this person yeah. to kind of take God's word you, and, and guide you in the right direction. So yeah. that's more of what I'm talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. Is I'm talking about not necessarily the tithe offering. Of course, we tie from our heart. We do it because we want to, not because we have to. But I'm saying when you put your trust in somebody. To, to show you the word and, and take God's word and kind of deliver it to you. Mm-hmm. It's just like all of that goes out the window. It's like, were you really, was it really God talking to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because then you start thinking about like false prophets. Exactly. And, so know, what and that's, are you really grounded on? What's your foundation really on? Exactly. Like, is everything else a lie? Like, and that's what made me weary yeah, yeah. of the whole situation when I was young. I was like, we're supposed to be believing and trusting in these people. Yeah. And it's, can we really believe and we trust in these people? Because I know for me, Listening to Stephen Furtick and listening to Michael Todd and listening to Sarah J. Robertson and listening to uh, T.D. Jakes or, or, or yeah, yeah. all of all of these people, you put some form of trust in these people to kind of help guide you in the right direction and, and, and tell you God's word and, yeah. and preach it to you. So to be betrayed like that would yeah. be would oh, yeah. be devastating yes. to not only you as a person, but your faith. Yeah, because yeah. then your 
your faith will be shattered in some point, depending on how strong your faith is. Yeah, but yeah. it will still be shattered, shattered in some way because yeah. you'll be, you'll be like God, like I put. And they lied to you. I put my faith in this person. You've been lying for me how long? And exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's. And, kinda, and don't get it twisted either, because it's like it's not saying that we're putting that we're, we're like we're worshiping or serving or you know looking at them for all oh, the stuff. Oh, but, for sure not. But for like, but for me, like the way I look at it, the same way like you were saying yeah. is like. What I look at it is the preachers and those leaders, you know, that we do look up to in a sense. Yeah. They're for me like they're on the front line. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, if you're thinking about the war, yeah. they're on the front line. Yeah. We're in the back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're supporting them, you know, being on the front line. But yeah. a lot of them, because you know, you know, uh, maybe they've had their relationship with God, either, whether it's a a longer term or yeah. in a more in depth term. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, they're really spirit led and spirit driven people. Exactly. You know, so it's like because uh, you know, they have all those qualities and stuff. You like you said, you trust in them with the word coming through them, coming knowing through that is exactly. knowing that is coming through them, in you know from God, you know declaring you know do this or do that or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You're supporting whatever movement or whatever it is that they're doing. So they're on the front line, basically kind of defending us because exactly. they're kind of going to be like God's first response to that. You know, like yeah. in a sense, like that's kind of how I look at it because we all God speaks to all of us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but like. You know, when you call 911, you get the operator first. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing. Like, you get the operator before you get to 911, and then you get the firefighter, and you get all this stuff. So I feel like it's kind of like in that same way. Like, when, when, you know, you call God, the the leader might hear it first. Yeah. The preacher might hear it first. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before you come in as the ambulance, Mm -hmm. or before you come in as the, you know, police officer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because you're a believer as well. God speaks to you as well. God gives you revelations as well. God speaks through you. God uses you as well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not uh, negating that at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you do have these leaders and basically people that you look up to, they may have a, a stronger faith. Or, you know, um, just more experiences or yeah. whatever it is that, you know, kind of attracted you to them. So a lot of times they may hear hear or, or, you know, experience something that first that you could learn from before you have to get there. Before you have to get there. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. like the 911 call, right? They have all this information that yeah. they're going to give to the police officer before yeah. they get out there. So they're not yeah. blindsided. It's kind of exactly. the same thing. Like they're getting all that information and preparing us so when we go out into this world we can use those tools that they got you know to to help us so we're not blindsided when you know situations arise in our lives that's kind of how and, and relate to the yeah. to relate to that is just like just like you were talking about with the ambulance like yeah. when you're on the phone with the operator and you got somebody that needs help they're walking you through how to perform CPR exactly right then and there they're walking you through it before the ambulance or before the police officers even get there exactly, exactly. you know exactly. if if it's a fire they're telling you get the fire extinguisher or they're telling you get out or go 10 feet away or they yeah. telling instru- instructing you on what to do yep. before that that first response before exactly. that person gets there and i think that's that's a, a very good analogy and I think that's kind of where I was with it so I just had to kind of clarify oh, yeah, yeah, what I what I meant by that because I didn't mean like yeah because you, you know, know some people mean? look at it in a different way like oh they're worshiping this and I'm like no nah, it's not it's not what it is yeah yeah like, yeah no you know it's 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 a whole it's a whole different spectrum like it's not it's not the same way it's just you know like your parents tell you something you know what I'm saying like yeah, exactly. you just trust what they say exactly because they've had more experience they had more exactly. knowledge they have more wisdom essentially that's what it is a lot of these people just have more wisdom. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? More knowledge, more experiences. And, you know, because we prefer their teaching styles too, we can relate 
to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, More. exactly. So, and know. I and I know people didn't take it any type of way because I know people that look up to Drake and they look up to Lil Baby <laughs> and they look up to all of these people. Right, so, like when uh, Jada and uh, Will. Yeah, they, exactly. Everybody was devastated. Yeah, everybody was like, you looked up to these couples. You look up to B and J for yeah. relationship goals and, yep. and all of this. Like, yep. we look up to you know these people who deliver us the world. Yep. You know what I mean? And and exactly. and um, yeah. I think that's that was. Mm, I was real. Yeah. Always. Whew. We always we always keep it real. Can we be real? <laughs> always. Can we be real? Always. Well, I hope I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. That was that was real and it literally was straight from the dough. Straight from the dough. <laughs> spur of the moment. Spur we just thought about it. So um, but literally. we hope y'all enjoying these episodes. We hope y'all Support. enjoying the podcast, y'all supporting yeah. us. Y'all got us followed on all social media platforms. Sharing it. Y'all email us. Can yeah. we be real podcast one at gmail.com if y'all have any questions y'all want to ask yeah. us or if y'all want to be on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the above. All of the above. So we love y'all. Always. We appreciate y'all. Keep supporting it. Keep running up the numbers. We really appreciate it. Peace. Deuce, deuce.